This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everyone. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. This is Healing Through Love, and this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Um, Along my journey, I was introduced or I kind of stumbled upon actually this amazing speed dating service, which I found out was um, founded and started by some um, an amazing producer that I've worked with in the past didn't realize it was you until like, I uh, went further into the the Instagram page and just kind of connected the dots there. Um, So my guest today is Maxine Simone. Uh, She's a creative producer and the founder of We Met IRL. In her spare time, she enjoys reading and being in nature. We Met IRL is a relationship building organization that hosts speed dating events and mixers with diversity in mind. Their mission is to create environments that encourage romantic or platonic connections offline. Hi Maxine, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Glad to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so, so much for having me. I truly was just like, I've been really um, blown away by this like success of We Met IRL. And um, I, I'm, I think I'm going to try to come to the event uh, you guys are having this weekend. You guys have been hosting them pretty regularly, which is exciting. How has this process been for you? Can you tell us a little bit about like how it started and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. It's been awesome. We're coming up on our one year anniversary. So it's a really exciting Congrats. time. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, how it all started was about a year and a half ago, I actually went to a speed dating event in Manhattan. And I had a lot of expectations going into it, just like them curating a safe space for dating and connections and when I got there I I came with one of my close friends and we just weren't that impressed like it was still like a fun night out between us but we kind of expected something a little bit funner a little bit more curated and more diverse honestly we were the only women of color there and there were 50 people at that event so it was pretty shocking and just looking at their flyers most flyers had only white people on them so it was kind of like is this space for us is it not um and after attending that event and talking to a lot of my friends and peers I realized there was kind of a void for a cooler singles event and combine that with just the pandemic and screen fatigue we're all tired of dating apps we want some kind of alternative where we can meet people not at the club, not at a networking event, because those two spaces don't seem like the right place to connect with someone and potentially date them. So I did my first event with my friends. Um, I posted a TikTok of it, and it's been pretty crazy ever since that TikTok went super viral and helped us get some press. And yeah, it's just been steadily flowing ever since. Amazing. Yeah, you guys definitely put in the work to make sure that it is like it's different, it's fun, it's engaging, and it's also, um, you know, diverse in, in, in that like that that is a core like mission that you have. Because um, I would agree like I didn't I didn't go to like a ton of speed dating events like um, early on, but like in my dating life, but 
the ones that I did go to, yeah, I found were not super diverse, um, was just kind of like, kind of like a cattle call, if you will, like just get people in and out and move in. And I like that you guys like integrate a little bit of fun. You know, there's like a fun little icebreaker at the beginning. Um, and like even afterwards, just like with the mingling and everything, it's, it's a very cool um, vibe for sure. Um, and I know that you guys are in multiple locations, right? Yeah, so we've done events in New Jersey, we've done events in DC, and pretty consistently in New York City as well. This year, we're also planning some events on the West Coast, so I'm really excited about that. But yeah, my vision was always just to have these events in a couple major cities, just to like, for us to be the standard of where you go to for an in-person singles event, because I have friends all over the country and a lot of them are in popular cities that don't have a standard event where you can just go into this space knowing everyone is single, everyone is here to meet in some capacity. Um, so that's the long-term goal to be in multiple cities. I love that. You, I mean, you're doing it. You're, I have no doubt you guys are going to be um, like the Uber of speed dating <laughs> one day. Mm -hmm. So it's so great. Um, just to pivot to you for a little bit, can you tell us um, your kind of dating romantic journey? Um, how were you early on in dating? How is everything going now? All of that. Yeah, for sure. So I'll start in high school. I didn't really date. Um, I was pretty much focused on my studies and my mom wasn't really allowing me or my sister today. And I honestly appreciate her for that. Um, I feel like we're just so young and it's better to just focus on your young adulthood and just getting that on straight. Um, I went to Syracuse University for college and my parents met in college. They're not together anymore, but going into college, I had so many expectations dating wise, just because like I have so many friends similar to me where their parents met in college. Like that's what happens. I'm also from the South. So I don't know if you've heard, there's like this saying that women in the South go to college for their MRS degree, which is like Mrs. Degree. <laughs> I've um, not heard that before. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's like ring, ring by spring. So like the spring semester of senior year, like if you don't have a ring, like you pretty much felt like, why did you go to college? And wow. a lot of my friends from high school got, got that ring by spring. Like we're fully married before they graduated college. Um, but I wanted to go to school on the East Coast. And I soon realized like people on the East Coast didn't have that expectation to like date and to like actually date, not just like meet people, mess around and just keep that going. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely felt, I don't know, what, what's the word? I was upset by like the prospects I had in college and just like coming to the reality that like my parents were in college in the 90s. It's not the 90s. Like people are just different. I guess my generation is different. Um, so I was just like, yeah, well, I guess I'll meet someone like after college or something. Um, I moved to New York City to work in journalism and the dating scene was a little weird in my opinion too. Um, I was 22 when I moved to New York City in 2018, and 
that I feel like that was when dating apps were like so so popular, but still like newish and exciting. Yeah. Like plus, I mean, I mean, I feel like any young person who signs up is excited. They're not jaded yet, um, and you just have a lot of hope. Like, cool, I'm on this app. Like, everyone's here to date. I'm I'm gonna meet that so much hope someone. back then. So much. Hope. Yes, <laughs> yes, and. Again, I'm going on these dates, like talking about, you know, it comes up, what are you looking for? I'm like, I'm looking for a boyfriend, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And these dudes are just like mortified. <laughs> um, and I'm dating like 22, 23, 24 year olds. Um, and yeah, I just felt like, okay, do I have to like not be honest? Like, you know, the game of dating, like, don't say what you want too soon, like, just play the field. Um, I knew so many people older than me were like, just have fun. And I'm like, but I, like, I want a family. Like I, I'm, I'm happy to get married at 25. Like all my friends I grew up with are already married. I, I'm not scared of commitment in that way, you know? Um, so yeah, I just kind of took a pause on dating 2019 and then 2020 had all this hope <laughs> and the pandemic hit. Um, I was 23 and so I quarantined with my mom all of 2020. And towards the end of that year, I got back to New York City and started dating a little bit here and there. Um, it wasn't until 2021, like the end of 2021, that I met my boyfriend. We met on a dating app. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, we've been together for a year now. And I'm very happy with that but it's it's been a roller coaster girl like it's it's hard and mm -hmm. just like speed dating it's like um it's a numbers game in a way like you just have to meet people because you you don't know if that next swipe or that next event has that person that you just might click with and you you might not again like it, it is a numbers game um but yeah I feel very happy with my boyfriend and like how we met and we're able to um, click in a way that I haven't experienced that with anyone else. Um, I had like, I guess situationships in college and like my early 20s in um, New York City, but he's my first like official boyfriend and I'm happy about that. I feel like also when I graduated, situationship became a term and it, it was like, kind of like I felt powerless like okay like this is what we're supposed to have at this age um and also like insecure was really popular so it was like have your hope phase blah 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 like but I'm Christian as well and like it, it just didn't appeal to me and I just felt like I didn't have any agency because of the culture you know like the, I always heard these um catch all terms of hookup culture hookup culture like you that's it that's that's what all the young people are doing it's like no there's some of us who don't want that um it's hard to find but but we're out here especially in New York City like that's a whole beast on its own but um yeah it's it's hard out here I see it online every day that's why my events are successful because the apps have created this space where it's normal for us to go on our phones to meet people. And that, that was never normal before then. Like you, you had to have the courage to talk to someone and you got rejected and that's okay. 
But now people are so afraid of just the possibility of a rejection. They don't want to say what they want anymore. Like it's it's become like not fun. And dating should be fun in a way. Like you're you're just meeting people. If you don't work out, it's fine. But it shouldn't be this game. It it should be fun, lighthearted, and honest. I think. Absolutely. Yes. That that like put that on all the dating apps like everywhere. <laughs> this should be fun. Um yeah, I, I I love what you said about like, you know, really knowing what you wanted and like just that pressure though from the culture, the environment, society of like, you know, you're at this age, you need to go and like have fun and and commitment is the scary word and don't say relationship. And I always felt the same thing. It's like I feel like I feel like I'm a bad person for wanting a relationship or something, or I feel like I'm in the wrong place by like being on a dating app, wanting to find a relationship, you know? Um, but I, I, yeah, I just think like, I, it's important to just stay true to what you want. And I love that like you did, you did that and you found love and like, it's, it's been, it's great. It sounds like um, you're a wonderful example of like, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of us out there who are just like swiping and swiping and trying to win the game in some way. But the reality is you just got to like stick true to yourself. Otherwise it's not fun. Otherwise you you just feel like you're just against yourself the whole time against everything that you want, trying to play by whatever, non-existent rules that we just make up. Um, so I, yeah, I love that you just shared that. Can you talk a little bit about, um, so now, you know, the We Met IRL experience, like that, I love that, like, it came in at a very pivotal time, right? The pandemic, everybody was like, just doing things over Zoom, we still kind of are. Um, the reaction, I guess, or the response that you guys have gotten from this like in-person experience, um, how was that sort of received in the beginning um, to now? Whenever you come up, when you have like an idea, you're so excited and you think it's genius. Um, and then you tell your friends and usually they affirm you as well. Um, but when I first started marketing my very first event, I had flyers and everything. And I got a lot of like big question marks from people <laughs> that were like, what is that? Like, why are you doing that? Um, that's weird. Like, what is speed dating? What does that mean? Um, even like the venue I use, like I really had to convince the owner it was a good idea, um, which is so like funny to think about now because now like people are reaching out to me to host events in their space. But oh, wow. that, that first, before there was, because it's like they're um, taking a chance on me too. Like, what is this girl talking about? There's no video. There's no photos of, of the vibe, you know? Um, so, yeah, it was, it took a lot of planning and thinking about like, okay, I didn't like that speed dating event I went to. Why? And what could I change to make it better? And I knew I wanted to do an icebreaker or something to break the ice and like, talk to people before you sit down for those speed dates because it's so intense and the one I went to you just like walked in the room everyone was in their seats me and my friend were late I hate <laughs> to be the late ones but we were and they're waiting on us um but I saw people talking and I sit next to this girl and I was like oh did y'all start and she was like no but some people are talking I'm just awkward so I'm scrolling on my phone and I was like yeah like that's a lot of people, though, a lot of people aren't going to be outgoing and just say, hey, are you here for the event? Like, 
what's up? You know, they're not going to, most people aren't going to do that. Um, so to plan the icebreaker was super fun. And yeah, it took a lot of polls from my family and my friends, my um, associates. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really become something amazing. And I'm just glad that people agree that it, it's a, it's a cool space to meet people. It's different. And that's why it's cool. Like you can be on this app that shoots this algorithm that is telling you the people that you should like based on whatever data they're taking from our phones and stuff. Um, but when you're in person, you're, you don't know who this person is in front of you. Um, you have no background about them. You just have four minutes to talk to them. And I think that's really um, fun. And it's not yeah. something that happens anymore, especially since the pandemic. Like, we're not going to house parties as much anymore. People don't want to, like, club. or And again, like, those aren't ideal spaces to meet a potential, like, relationship person, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just become, like, the safe space I wanted to connect, make friends, make something beyond that. Who knows? Um, yeah. But it's it's genuine. It feels real, and yeah, it's it's a good time. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I I had a great time the event that I went to, and I I definitely think yeah, like I said, you guys do put a lot to really making it just a a fully safe and just like casual experience it felt kind of like you know after the initial awkward walking in like oh what do i do like you guys have volunteers there who they were they came up to me and like started talking to me right away and just like made me feel really comfortable like like we had been freaking kikiing like for you know years and years um and so it felt more like a party of mutual friends or just like-minded people um, where I could just like come and talk and get to know folks as opposed to like, I'm this stranger sort of walking into this space. Um, particularly also around the fact that like, yeah, I've, I like we both shared, you know, we've been to events where like, we're the only people of color there. Um, do you feel like modern dating in general, like it, is it being considerate of the diversity factor of people of color of, you know, non-binary people, even people in, open to different kinds of relationships? Do you feel like it's a, a inclusive kind of sphere right now? I feel like it's constantly growing and becoming more and more considerate of like the people outside of the majority of what we think of when we see the portrayal of a relationship on television versus real life. Everyone is not that cookie cutter image, you know? Um, But yeah, I feel like algorithms always, they're always kind of going to miss the mark when it comes to, um, guessing who we're gonna like and hey like it it worked for me I met my boyfriend but for a lot of people it doesn't and I hear stories of people like oh like I don't see as many matches as my friend who's white or I don't see as many men of like this age range or this background or this caliber or whatever it may be um so yeah I I feel like it misses the mark even like how on an app you can filter out people based on their ethnicity, their age, their looks, like, we can't do that in real life, you know, like, of course, my event has an age range, but outside of that, you're going to meet so many different kinds of people, and I like that, because you might think 
you have a type and you know like who you like but it might surprise you who you end up like really hitting it off with um so I think that's where the apps are a disservice to us because we're like yeah I'm only gonna filter it to this type of guy because I know like I only like men who are six three and plus and <laughs> this have this job or went to this college and you're making the pool that much smaller for you number one and like you're limiting yourself to so many other people who are awesome and also because the apps are so visual in nature first like if you're not meeting the person you're looking at them and their best traits presented to you like that's I think that's why a lot of online dates don't work too because like you got so excited this guy seems perfect you meet he's actually really quiet or he's not as funny as you thought. Maybe his friend was helping him message you jokes. Like you, you don't know, like what's happening behind the app. Um, so yeah, the, I think the apps are working on the diversity issue and even like um, the sexual orientation issue, people with different lifestyles, but there's a lot to be done. And I think um, we just have to stop relying on the apps for everything like when it comes to dating like you can be on the apps but there should be other opportunities like an in-person event to meet people that might not be online anymore like I know a lot of people are deleting their accounts and aren't trying to meet online and where are you going to meet those you know so <laughs> it's it's nice to have the option to swipe and scroll but it's also nice to that not be the only thing and for so long I felt like that was my only option you know mm, totally I'm so I'm definitely one of those people that I've, I've deleted the apps I've been determined to just like meet people in real life um but that question does come up like well what, now now where where do I meet them you know um do you have any tips on like so obviously everybody go to we meet we met IRL go to their events meet people there um but apart from speed dating do you have any other suggestions for how people kind of meet in real life of, other than I guess like work or maybe spaces where you don't want to like have to tiptoe around a, a dead relationship or anything but like yeah any suggestions for meeting people outside of the phones yeah I think just um because of our phones, we have a tendency to just not look up and engage with people around us. And I'm guilty of that, too. Um, lately, I try not to bring my headphones when I'm, like, riding the train. I'll bring a book instead because I'll just, like, not hear someone, like, yelling across the car. And that's not safe. And um, it's also just nice to hear the sounds of people around me and I've actually like met people on the train like oh you're talking about this show I went to or oh you work for this place me too you know like and though those little conversations can lead to something else and if it doesn't that's fine too but um we miss a lot of those like interpersonal conversations because we're scrolling on our phone which nine times out of ten you're on social media but we can be social like we're we're already in a physical space like even when I go to the bookstore, there's so many people scrolling instead of just really? like looking around. Like you might look up, okay, this is a book I need, got it, out of here. Versus like, I remember as a teen, like me and other teens would go to the bookstore, hang out, walk around, see people, whatever, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a place. So I think just 
being aware of our surroundings and putting that phone down sometimes, you know, more more than we're comfortable with. Because I know the phone is a security blanket in a lot of ways. Like even when you walk into a work event or a networking event, you if I'm alone, I'm going to scroll my phone. I know. But if I don't, okay, now what? Let me um go approach some people who look nice. And then you talk to some more people, you know, and that that was just the first initial wall. Once once you break that first wall, the next one is even easier in the next one. So just being aware and putting yourself out there, um, getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, it sounds like like we have to make new habits for ourselves, right? Like me reaching for my phone is a habit like every couple seconds, right? I'll admit it. Um, but yeah, really just kind of being present, like you said, in the moment, because you then you miss all these great opportunities. You miss some hottie who like gets on your train and could have been the love of your life. That's how I'm mm-hmm. looking at, at everything now when, you know, like, is this person the love of my life? Um, no, but like, yeah, definitely being a lot more present, really building that, that new muscle of like speaking to somebody, which I think, you know, an environment like a speed dating event really gives you an opportunity to practice that. You know, I was, I was listening to somewhere where um, a lot of times that the thing that sort of like holds people up and being able to find a good partnership in dating is that they just are afraid to put themselves out there and like really just talk to people or they don't know how to talk to people because we're a generation that, you know, grew up with technology where we kind of have other devices and aids to talk to people for us. Um, so I think Mm -hmm. like, yeah, an event like, you know, what you guys do is just like, again, wonderful space to really put yourself out there, practice getting to know people, connecting, um, and just being yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. so on that note, do you guys have any like future, um, prospects? Like what is your future goal or hopes with We Met IRL? Yeah, for the future, I think, um, just right now, expanding and growing our audience as much as we can is the main goal. Re- reach as many people as possible, and yeah, those West Coast are event, West Coast events are what we're really excited for for this year. Um, we're also looking into doing some queer events, so we'll be posting more about that in the next few months as we continue planning it and figuring out the logistics of that. Um, but yeah, that's. That's it, just continuing to bring fun singles programming to people around the US. I love that. Um, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can follow us at We Met IRL on Instagram, TikTok, and we're on Facebook too. Perfect. Um, this has been great, Maxine. Anything else you want to share about um, or any questions you have for me? Hmm. No, I don't think I have any questions. I'm glad you had a good time at the event you went to. It's always great to hear feedback of the people who attend. And because we do put so much work into it, it's nice to hear that you recognize that and felt that ease walking into the door. So thanks for all the praise. And yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. And again, folks, please go check them out. I had I had the best time. And, and like you said, I definitely would not have 
met the people that I met at the event, like on an app for sure. It like I it just immediately opened me to conversations with folks that like, you know, outwardly, physically, I might not have been attracted to right away. But mm -hmm. in in conversing with them, I was like, oh, wow, like you're like we have a lot in common or this could be, you know, a really good connection. Um, so I love that that like there's a space for um, that kind of connection, that kind of possibility to happen. Um, highly, highly recommend folks check them out. Thank you so much, Maxine, for speaking with me today. And I really appreciate having you here. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today on Healing Through Love. If you have any comments, questions about today's episode, please reach out on social media. We are at Solidarity underscore media, or you can head to SolidarityMediaProductions.com to submit your questions. Would love to keep the conversation going. As always, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review. It really helps extend the reach of the podcast to anybody and everybody. Um, if you are listening on Spotify, we have some fun like polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can submit. I might be reading them on the show. Um, and as always, uh, thank you for your continued support of Healing Through Love. I'll talk to you soon, everybody. Bye.